Chapter 32 The Veteran Old Jack Linden had tried hard to earn a little money by selling bloaters, but they often went bad, and even when he managed to sell them, all the profit was, well, it was so slight, it wasn't worth doing. Before the work at the cave was finished, Philpart was a good friend to them, and he frequently gave old Jack sixpence or a shilling, and often brought a bag of cakes or buns for the children. Sometimes he came to tea with them on Sundays as an excuse for bringing a tin of salmon. Elsie and Charlie frequently went to Owen's house to take tea with Frankie. In fact, while Owen had anything to do with it, they almost lived there because both Nora and Owen, knowing that the Lindens had nothing to live on except the earnings of the young woman, encouraged the children to come to them. Old Jack made some hopeless attempts to get work, work of any kind, but, well, nobody wanted him. And to make things worse, his eyesight, which had been failing for a long time, became very bad. Once he was given a job by a big provision firm to carry an advertisement about the streets, the man who had been carrying it before, who was an old soldier, had been sacked for the previous day for getting drunk while on duty. The advertisement was not an ordinary pair of sandwich boards, but a sort of a box without any bottom or lid, a wooden frame, four sides covered with canvas, on which there was pasted printed bills and advertising margarine. Each side of the box or the frame was rather larger than an ordinary sandwich board. Old Linden had to get inside this thing and carry it about the streets. Two straps fixed across the top of the frame, and passing one over each of his shoulders enabled him to carry it. It swayed about a good deal as he walked along, especially when the wind caught it. But there were two handles inside to hold it steady by, and the pay was eighteen pence a day, and as he had to travel a certain route up and down the busiest streets, that's where he spent his time. At first the frame did not feel very heavy, but the weight seemed to increase as time went on and the straps hurt his shoulders. He felt very much ashamed also whenever he encountered any of his old mates, some of whom laughed at him. In consequence of the frame requiring so much attention to keep it steady, and being unused to the work, and his sight so bad, he several times narrowly escaped being run over. Another thing that added to his embarrassment was the jeering of the other sandwich men the loafers outside the public house and the boys who shouted, "'Old Jack in the Box!' after him. Sometimes the boys threw refuge at the frame, and once a decayed orange thrown by one of them knocked his hat off. By the time evening came, he was scarcely able to stand for simple weariness. His shoulders, his legs and his feet, they ached terribly, and he was taking the thing back to the shop, he was accosted by a ragged, dirty-looking, beer-sodden old man, whose face was inflamed with drink and fury. This was the old soldier who had been discharged the previous day. He cursed, and he swore in the most awful manner, and accused Lyndon of taking the bread out of his mouth, and shaking his fist fiercely at him, he shouted that he had a good mind to knock his face through his head and out the back of his neck. He might possibly have tried to put that threat into practice, but for the timely appearance of a policeman, when he calmed down at once, and took himself off. Jack did not go back the next day. He felt that he would rather starve 
than have any more of the advertisement frame, and after this he seemed to abandon all hope of earning money. Wherever he went, it was the same. Nobody wanted him. So he just wandered about the streets aimlessly. Now and then, meeting an old workmate who asked him to have a drink, but that wasn't very often, and nearly all of them were all the same as him, out of work and penniless. <laughs>